So here we are. So we'll start with the first question. What is your name? My name is Michael Hendricks. All right. And how old were you in 1972? Uh, in 1972, I was 28. All right. All right. So what did you do during the 70s? Like, what did you work? Um, I was working as a salesman calling on Silicon Valley and Bay Area accounts. All right. Did you pay much attention to the news? Um, somewhat. I would say not as much as I should have, but I was, I was always interested in the news, yes. All right. So, how well do you remember the politics of the time for America? Not great, but I do have some memories of it. Can you describe some of those memories? <laughs> Just a rough idea? Um, well, of course, the things that I remember in, in the politics is mostly the presidential stuff. I remember um, Richard Nixon, Ronald Reagan, and um, all those people. Right. And, of course, even even up until later, I've taken more interest in politics in the last 10 years than I did in the previous 10 years. <laughs> yeah. So, how did you feel about America and the USSR at the time? Um, certainly in the 70s, it was a difficult time because these two nations were always at each other's throats. And certainly it was a, a tense time because I grew up in an area when, you know, we were taught in grade school to go under our desks in the event of a nuclear attack. And we were always aware of the fact that the two most powerful nations in the world both with nuclear capability, were very much at odds with each other and never seemed to be on the same same track. So it was, things were always tense in the sense that we, we knew at any one time something could go wrong. So we tended to not think about it as much as we should have and tended to try to just get on with our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. So, what was That's, it like not really thinking about it? Like, was it just a thought in the back of your head? Always. Uh, I mean, of course, and as you read the newspapers, any tense little situation, um, you always hope that, you know, things never escalated. And certainly, I grew up going through the Cuban Missile Crisis, in which we learned firsthand that war could be imminent at any particular moment and it took cool level-headed people to avert war and possibly the fate of all mankind so there's no question that it was something that was always on our mind and we were always aware of it it was it was never something that was totally forgotten. Hmm. So, 
how do you feel about Nixon and how he handled the USSR? Um, I'm not an expert on that, but uh, for as for Nixon, for all of the dumb things he did in domestic policy, Nixon was pretty pretty sharp when it came to foreign policy. Um, he he handled the Russians fairly well. He did a great job in starting things, opening up with China, and certainly he had he didn't deserve as much credit on the foreign policy as he deserved despite the abuses in the domestic policy. So I'm basically not anti-Nixon. I think he was probably the right man for the right moment, but certainly not somebody who will go down in history as a great president. Hmm. So back to that Cold War and diving under the table to protect yourself from nuclear annihilation. What did you think about the arms race at the time? Um, There wasn't much that any of the civilian population could do about it. We just were always aware that the world had gone into a level that was highly unstable. The most, the delicate thing for all of the, the general public was not not so much the thought that the United States and the Russia would, one would deliberately attack the other, but there was always this thought that an accident could happen, that we saw the movie War Games, and we we learned firsthand that a nuclear war with this type of weaponry could be triggered by an incident that nobody wanted the war. And so... It was not just a question of somebody's deliberate act, but you were aware that a simple accident could trigger devastating worldwide consequences. So how did you feel about the concepts of mutually assured destruction then? Um, it's, it's a, again, it's, it's a, a concept that works well for military generals you know the thought that oh yes war is too too terrible for either of us to start it and therefore nobody will but as more and more nations became nuclear and more and more nations small nations uh some of which you thought they may not have near as much to lose as the big superpowers uh again it became now more a question of accidental stuff and third world countries that were potentially capable of starting a nuclear catastrophe on a global scale. So how did you feel, or so what did you know about the anti-ballistic missile treaty then? Um, Really just what the papers reported was for the first time we had the two superpowers actually talking to each other to try to do something about it. Um, And it was something that was a major step forward in that in itself. For the first time, we had two superpowers, both nuclear capable, 
both now sitting down and talking about let's look at this really a little more intelligently and hopefully we can de-escalate a potentially devastating situation from happening so it was not perfect um, left a lot of loopholes as most of those type of um, diplomatic liaisons encounter but it was definitely a step in the right direction and it was definitely a major major important piece of history in getting that concept started that nuclear war is too devastating to not sit down and let's talk about it right now so yeah it was a great a great step forward i cannot uh, disagree with that at all so looking back on the treaty from then so how do you feel about the treaty now it's a lot more chaotic from the standpoint of there are too many countries now that are not signatories to the that treaty and it's nuclear war now is a lot of it's not in human hands anymore or can be triggered by events that are out of our hands still but i'm not so sure that a total nuclear war is as likely as it used to be but certainly i believe nuclear incidents potential even on a smaller scale uh, particularly by nations who are, are what we call rogue nations or uh, whatever i think that's as much of a possibility as as ever before we have too many countries now with nuclear weapons and in a worldwide scale to a third world nation to attain nuclear power is to achieve huge status and recognition so there's more nuclear potential for an accident than ever before and that's highly dangerous and certainly a real problem so what did you think of america pulling out of the anti-ballistic missile treaty back in 2008 um it, it made no sense to me um if you pull out of something what are you telling the rest of the world are uh, are you saying we don't want to talk about it we don't want to contribute to it uh, you have to belong to these organizations you have to take part in them or you're more likely to be victimized by the things that you don't know or have no control over so i think it's silly to pull out of treaties that you deem not to your advantage or non-functional at the time the responsible thing to do is to take a greater part and make them work or attempt to make them more productive that's how i feel on it all right well thank you for your time in the interview you are more than welcome